Arizona begins its historical Maricopa County forensic election audit. Biden's new climate rules say Americans should cut 90% of red meat from their diet, eating only one burger per month. New COVID-19 vaccine side effects emerge and more. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you are tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Liberty Before Lipstick. Today's episode is going to cover a multitude of different things. Some are very serious and some just have me shaking my head like, how is this real life right now? So let's jump right into it. First, we have to talk about Biden's new climate rules. When I saw this headline, I just shook my head. I'm like, this can't be real right now. So Biden's new climate rules. Americans should cut 90% of red meat from diet eating just one burger per month. Honestly, Biden makes the memes so easy. I've never seen better memes than when Biden has been around. The memes for this were impeccable. Cutting 90% of red meat from your diet means less than four pounds of meat per year or one burger per month. I literally can't, you guys. I cannot. If you listen to episode eight, I talk about Project Veritas exposing CNN. The CNN director said, insane things about propaganda, the way the network works, how they want to get Trump out of office, and talked about how the next thing they're going to push is climate change. This happened less than two weeks ago. And now Time Magazine, CNN, they're already pushing climate change to be the next big thing to strike fear in the people. So now they're trying to change the word from climate change to climate crisis because it makes people more afraid. All I'm going to say on climate change is the climate's always going to change. No one can stop the climate from changing. Now, can we make more sustainable products, you know, be more careful of recycling things and making sure that we live as clean as possible? Absolutely. But no one's going to be able to stop the climate from changing. Now, pollution is very real. Making sure we keep the earth clean is very real. Making sure we don't pollute the waters. But to think anyone can end climate change is thinking that you can be God. The climate is always going to change. So let's put all these pieces together. First, we have the World Economic Forum telling us to eat bugs, insects, saying to ditch other food and to eat bugs. Then we find out Bill Gates has become the U.S.'s biggest private farmland owner. He purchased over 242,000 acres across several states. And I want to touch on this because he said wealthy countries should ditch beef for plant-based alternatives to fight climate change. To get people to follow a radical agenda, you have to make them believe it's for their benefit. So for every radical thing they want to do, such as no more eating meat, no more voter ID, no more police, they have to make it seem like it's all about the greater good. If you told people to stop eating meat, they would laugh at you. But when you add climate change, it's going to help the earth. You have some people thinking, oh, well, I want to help the earth, so I'm going to do my part and stop eating meat. The problem is when people take this at face value and they don't do their own research to see how plant-based foods and how vegan diets, vegetarian diets are actually made. And in addition to that, looking at how it's actually going to affect their body when they stop eating meat. Because if you look at the mainstream, these people do not have to tell you the truth. They just have to convince you that it's true. No one holds them accountable when they lie or they push misinformation. 
I don't even like saying his name because I think he's evil. I think he's pushed a lot of evil things. He said a lot of evil things and they just get washed right over and people just ignore them, which blows my mind. So I'm going to call him BG because I don't like saying his name. But BG said, I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference. And the claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time. Eventually, the green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand. What I want to know is who elected BG for anything? Founded Microsoft so he controlled tech. Billions of dollars invested in vaccines, controlling vaccines. Donates hundreds of millions of dollars to the World Health Organization. And now wants to control our food supply. Why is he on mainstream media? Why is he giving commentary about anything and everything that people should do? They literally treat him as if he is the king of the world. The last time I checked, he's not a doctor, a physician. He's not a farmer. He's not a specialist in anything he recommends. He's not trained in any of these fields, yet you always see him being pushed. He also makes the memes too easy because as he's pushing synthetic beef, There are pictures of him. He's always going out to get some real burgers and fries. It's always rules for thee and not for me. They treat us as if we're the little peasants down here and they want to control everything we do. The narrative by the mainstream is being pushed that eating meat is bad for the environment. When if you do a little research, vegetarian diets can actually be worse for the environment. Studies have shown that a lot of vegetables require more resources per calorie then we are led to believe. Celery and cucumbers are just two examples that require more resources than chicken or pork. I bet most of you listening have probably never heard that eating lettuce is over three times worse in greenhouse gas emissions than eating bacon. If I'm doing research online, I never use Google. If you use Google, it's the same fact check. It's the same few article and news sources that are going to pop up every single time. I like to use other search engines such as DuckDuckGo. Whenever I do my research, I try to go straight to the source, cut past through what the mainstream is showing and actually dig deeper to see what is actually happening on the ground. So people that work in these industries, people that aren't compromised by government or you know alternative agendas, people that are strictly following the science and giving you the facts. I want to know the truth. I don't want something that has an agenda. First and foremost, it's your body, so you have to eat what you want to eat Not everyone's body is the same. Obviously, if you're working with a doctor or a nutritionist, you know, you can work with them and they can help you decide. That's your choice. And depending on your health, your body will need different things. You know, not everyone's body needs the same type of food. However, I do think there are fundamental truths when it comes to health that are never pushed. And a lack of meat can cause a lot of issues. You see plant-based being pushed everywhere, the benefits of eating plant-based foods, the benefits of cutting meat from your diet, but they never talk about the complications that can happen when you cut meat from your diet, when you're not getting enough protein. A lack of meat in your diet can cause iron deficiency, lack of cholesterol, zinc deficiency. It can also cause a lack of satiety. Satiety is that feeling of fullness and the suppression of hunger for a period of time after you eat a meal. And protein is one of the most important nutrients to promote satiety. It keeps you from feeling hungry. Not to mention, there have been several studies saying that depression can also come from a lack of meat. But you never hear the mainstream talk about these things. You will see vegans and vegetarians often talk about how they have to make sure they get enough protein and iron. But you have to have a substantial amount of protein from plant-based foods 
to make up for the protein and meat that you're not getting. So while you might be able to have a piece of steak, it might take you pounds of lentils to get that same amount of protein. People have been eating meat since the beginning of time. Our ancestors ate meat. God made our bodies to eat and digest meat, even the shapes of our teeth. If you want to follow the science, start with how our bodies are made. Start with how our stomachs are made, how our teeth are made, what kind of protein we need to be working at optimal levels. Look past the mainstream because while they push this plant-based, no more meat for any human agenda, they're never going to push to you the real science. They're not going to push to you and tell you the truth of what we need to be completely healthy to make sure we're getting enough protein and enough nutrients into our body. They're just going to tell you why meat is bad. They're going to share with you all of their propaganda of how meat is harming the environment, but not talk about what taking meat from your diet, how that will harm you. Think about that for a second. I think the whole no more meat agenda is just a joke, but also really terrifying at the same time. I watched a video of a 3D printer in a lab now trying to create synthetic meat. This is literally people trying to play God, trying to replicate food made in labs to get everyone to go from organic real food to lab-made food. It's absolutely terrifying. The mainstream can push out any kind of statistics that they want saying people are eating less meat. I don't believe anything they push out. They can type any kind of numbers and there's no way for us to check it or to prove it. But I will say I could see them trying to push this guilt-shame narrative on people in the future who do eat meat. Same thing with a mask. In less than a year, people are shamed and condemned for wanting to breathe without something covering their face. Face masks in COVID-19 is a health hypothesis. That's a whole nother topic. But you see in less than a year what they've done with the whole mask situation. I could see them trying to shame people for eating meat. Not going to be me though. I'm going to continue to eat meat. Let's jump into the next topic, which is the Arizona Maricopa County Forensic Election Audit. This is being sponsored by the Arizona State Senate Republicans, and it began last week with 2.1 million ballots to go through. This audit is being live streamed, which I'll link in the podcast description down below. And it's the first audit of its kind in history of U.S. elections. I believe it's going to last for 40 days. So a little background, traditionally, U.S. elections are certified by a small federal agency. It's called the Election Assistance Commission, or the EAC. And just a little note on that, the EAC's chief employee is a former executive of Dominion Voting Systems. But don't worry, guys, nothing to look at here, nothing to look at here. In addition to the EAC, the bulk of testing is conducted by two companies, Pro-V&V and SLI Compliance. Now, in this Maricopa County audit, Cyber Ninjas is the firm in charge of the audit, which has caused the far left mainstream to absolutely lose it because they don't have one of their government puppets or their paid puppets doing this. They have an independent agency that is not affiliated with anyone. The mainstream is absolutely attacking Cyber Ninjas. I've seen them come after the head of Cyber Ninjas saying he was involved in pushing some conspiracy theories. If you've been paying attention the last year, Anytime you don't agree with the mainstream, you are called a conspiracy theorist. So the first thing they do, as usual, is label this group a conspiracy theorist group. 
the head of Cyber Ninjas made a little video saying, look, I hope we find no fraud because that means our election system works. But if we do have fraud, I want to be able to find it. He seemed like a really down to earth guy. When I saw the mainstream labeling this guy a conspiracy theorist and misinformation, I automatically knew, well, they're terrified of something because the mainstream always attacks what it's scared of. And I personally would rather have someone who questions everything and who wants to find the truth and searches for truth than just another sellout or a puppet or someone that's already going to say, hey, there's no fraud, but we're doing it anyways. We want truth. And the fact that we're having this audit months after the election, months after inauguration, should tell you something. The fact that the news is freaking out about this should tell you something. They keep repeating the same thing over and over. We've had the safest election in history. We've had the safest election in history. The same news networks, the same news anchors that pushed the Russia conspiracy when Trump was in office that was proven false are now saying that our election being rigged in any way is a conspiracy. Something to think about. So the Arizona Democratic Party tried to pause the edit on the first day, which was Friday. They wanted the pause to go over the weekend. However, there was a $1 million bond to protect the audit team from financial losses, and the Democrats did not post it, so the audit was not paused. Democratic activists also took to social media, alleging that election workers were using blue pens, which are used to mark the ballots, insinuating the workers could tamper with them. This is also seen on mainstream media, on the news, saying, hey, I just want it to be fair if they're going to do it. What if they're using a blue pen? I see that they're using blue pens. They could change the ballots. But upon further investigation, this was also found to be false. There were no blue pens. As I said earlier, this is being live streamed. There are several cameras set up. And over the weekend, election workers appeared to be running ultraviolet ballot testing on the ballots. Conservative and smaller media outlets posted this, but the mainstream was absolutely silent. I watched the video for myself, and it looks like they're running the ballots under a big UV scanner. The Arizona Democratic Party is trying their hardest to stop the audit of this county's 2020 election. They'll say, we want to protect the integrity of our election. It's making people doubt the integrity of the election. Well, you know what would instill faith in our election system would be to have transparency, would be to have truth. Why are they trying so hard to hide that? If there's nothing to hide, if there's no fraud to be found, what's the problem in doing it? If everything is done, the audit is done and there's no fraud, what do they have to worry about? Why spend so much time calling everyone a conspiracy theorist, trying to discredit these people, attack every messenger, every person that's helping in this audit? What's the point? This is the first thorough audit of a U.S. election in modern history. It's different in that it's not just machine or hand recounts that run the same ballot images as done originally. This is a forensic audit. This is huge. I don't know about you guys, but I'll definitely be keeping up with it. COVID-19 vaccine updates. This seems to be an everyday topic in the news, so I wanted to touch on a few updates. The Pfizer vaccine has now been confirmed to cause neurodegenerative diseases. The study came out on April 22nd. This new report on the COVID-19 vaccines discovers that it may have long-term health effects not previously disclosed. This includes ALS, Alzheimer's, and other neurological degenerative diseases. I'm going to read to you a little bit from this study. 
The current RNA-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccines were approved in the U.S. using an emergency order without extensive long-term safety testing. So I talked about this before. This is not approved by the FDA. It has emergency use authorization, which means it's for an emergency, but there are no long-term studies. There are no trials. Whoever takes it now is the trial. And this is also the first ever mRNA vaccine, which is why most people call it a shot because they consider it gene therapy. Scientifically, a lot of scientists and doctors argue it's not actually a vaccine. It is gene therapy. It is a shot. The report says that in this paper, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine was evaluated for the potential to induce prion-based disease in vaccine recipients. According to the CDC, prion-based diseases are a form of neurodegenerative diseases, meaning that the Pfizer vaccine is potentially likely to cause long-term damage and negative health effects with regards to the brain. They further say that this is especially concerning since the Pfizer vaccine is an mRNA vaccine, an untested type of vaccine which creates new proteins and can actually integrate into the human genome, according to the report from the National Library of Medicine. In other words, degenerative brain conditions may appear at any time in your life after receiving the vaccine. Following the study, National File actually reached out to the CDC to inquire as to why the Pfizer vaccine is still being distributed despite these credible allegations. No response was received prior to publication. I watched a video last week of a woman who live streamed herself on Instagram going into Walgreens and other places they were offering the vaccine, and she had a lot of questions. So she was asking about the mercury count because pregnant women aren't supposed to have mercury. She asked about aluminum and metals in the vaccine. She had a lot of questions and no one knew answers to any of them. She was given a huge pamphlet and that was it. And it was a very concerning video because we have the government and the CDC all, you know, pushing this vaccine, but no one seems to know what's in it unless you do your own independent research. That's a problem. And I think a lot of people are terrified for their lives and they're terrified that they'll never get back to normal if they don't take the vaccine because of media-induced fear, because of induced fear from people like Dr. Fauci, from celebrities, from the CDC, you know, government leaders and heads of states that are saying, hey, we're not going to give you any freedom until a certain percentage of people get the vaccine. That is wrong. Not to mention an experimental vaccine something that has no studies. And it might not seem like a big deal for you to get it. You say, hey, I'll get it. It's not a big deal. Just because it seems like a quick couple second thing to do doesn't mean it's not a big deal, especially with these mRNA vaccines. I've done a lot of research on them. I encourage everyone to do research on them. And speaking of research, I always find it funny when people say, oh, well, I'm getting the vaccine because I've done my research. And it's like, what research? You are the research. There is no research to get it. You are the trials. The only trials were the animal trials, which all the ferrets died. They didn't even do the second round of animal trials. This is something you are injecting into your body that can change your body forever. And I believe in science, but not paid science, actual truthful science that does not have any agenda, whether it's political or something else, real science. This is our bodies, right? We only get one body. You have to make very careful decisions when it comes to medical treatments. The next thing is something that has been especially concerning for me as a woman is that thousands of women are reporting, not just in the U.S., but other countries as well, menstrual irregularities, infertility issues, and more from being exposed or being around to people who are vaccinated. And they're calling this vaccine shedding. 
Now, if you go to Google and type in vaccine shedding, you're going to see the whole front page lined with articles saying, no, the vaccine can't shed. A lot of these things that I'm talking about, if you type them into Google, it's going to be a whole front page of fact checks from the same companies that just push their agenda. I'll have some sources down below, but just keep in mind if you're going to search, use a different engine such as DuckDuckGo. But doctors are saying that the spike protein in the mRNA vaccines is being transmitted through breathing, coughing, sweating, etc. So unvaccinated people who are being around vaccinated people are having issues with their periods, stillborns, having decidual casts, having blood clots the size of their hand. There have also been women who have been vaccinated and then their husband does not get vaccinated and they'll go to bed, and men have woken up with bruises all over their body, reports are saying. So now, not only are many women who have gotten the vaccine suffering from these symptoms, but now unvaccinated who are around vaccinated are suffering them as well. This is really scary, because as I've said before, everyone has the freedom. I respect your freedom with your body to get vaccinated or to not. That is up to you. But the fact that some people that are like, if you don't get vaccinated, you don't care about people. Well, one, if the vaccine works, then you're fine. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. But two, the fact that now people that are getting vaccinated could now make other people sick, that is terrifying. Because again, we have no studies. This is a study. So as time goes on, things are going to come up. If you chose not to get vaccinated and now you're around people who are, Imagine that you're pregnant and you have issues with your pregnancy or you lose your baby. This is very serious. I followed this in particular for the last couple of weeks, and the reports are just more by the day. And it's not something you're going to see in mainstream. These are thousands of women going online and reporting what's happening in their experiences, because that's where we're going to get a lot of the truth from is from people who are getting the vaccine, people who aren't. From the people, not the filtered mainstream agenda that's being pushed, like real people, real stories, what's happening to people around the world. And it's scary because I want to have kids. No one wants to have blood clots, infertility issues, hemorrhaging, all of these things. It's very scary. So it started in the US, but once the US started reporting, other countries started coming out as well, such as the UK. The UK's government vaccine adverse event system has collected more than 2,200 reports of reproductive disorders after COVID injections. This includes menstrual bleeding, delayed periods, vaginal hemorrhaging, and stillbirths. The US also has a vaccine adverse event reporting system. It's V-A-E-R-S. I'll link it down below. It's kind of complicated to go through, but a lot of people have made videos talking of how to go through and how to read the data. Statistics show that only 1% of adverse reactions get reported to government systems. And I thought the numbers already that I was looking at were high. So that makes it even more alarming. If you're someone who chose not to get vaccinated, be careful. If you're a woman who wants to have babies, be careful. It's scary to think that we're now going towards a point where you're going to have to start asking people, are you vaccinated? And that is such an uncomfortable thing to ask. But until science says otherwise, that it's okay, it's something to think about. I want to have babies. I don't want to go through any of those issues. I want to be healthy. When you make the decision to take an experimental shot that has no trials, we don't even fully understand the consequences of what that could be. Because the manufacturers, they're only going to push to you, it's for the greater good. Because they're the ones benefiting from it. 
There was an article posted about a week ago from the New York Post, and they said that herpes infection could possibly be linked to the COVID-19 vaccine. And they do clarify in the article that shingles is referred to as herpes, but it caught my attention. I was like, why did they change the article? Did they have to change it? You know, what, what happened? I just thought it was odd that they changed the title. I mean, obviously, if you have misleading information, of course, you should change it later. But when has mainstream ever cared about being misleading? As all of these side effects are coming out and people are coming forward, I've seen the agenda being pushed more and more of, hey, if you get the vaccine and you have side effects, great. That means it's working. I mean, you see it everywhere. They make little cartoons for it. They make it seem like it's such a good thing. If you get sick, if you have adverse reactions, great. That means the vaccine is working. And people are actually believing it. People are actually believing that that means it's working. But side effects, that's your body's way of telling you that you've been poisoned, not an indication that a vaccine is working. I don't care what kind of paid science they're trying to tell the people of if you get sick, if you get Bell's palsy, if you get paralyzed, if you have a heart attack, if you have any of the side effects, that means it's working. Definitely a no for me. I don't see how anyone could convince themselves that any of these awful things means that a vaccine is working. Stop buying their lies. Gates said himself that the return on investment on vaccines is over 21 to 1. What other product is over 21 to 1 return on investment? And he's invested over $10 billion in vaccinations. I know many have seen the video and many say that it's a lie, but I've seen the video for myself. You can look it up online. He said himself in quotes, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, reproductive health care, we could lower the population by 10 to 15%. Who says that? Who in their right mind says we can lower the population of the world? Who are you or any of us to play God? Human beings are essential, all of them. We are made by God. And you have these evil people trying to push their agendas of population control, what you should eat, what you should wear, what you should say, what you can and can't say online. We are living in an upside down right now. I'm going to share two more quick news updates, and these will give you a laugh. They gave me a laugh. The first is that reportedly Biden has Andrew Cuomo leading the White House COVID calls with governors. I was like, this is the circus right now. Andrew Cuomo has reportedly taken over leadership of the weekly White House conference calls with the nation's governors about the coronavirus pandemic since Joe Biden does not join them. I mean, what does Biden do anyways? What does he do? I mean, I was surprised Biden was on the call last week to discuss climate change with leaders around the world, and he was the only one wearing a mask by himself on a conference call. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. You might live in a little utopia thinking that everything is happy and rainbows and sunshine all the time, but when you're representing the United States of America, you want to show strength. Because it is not all this utopia that a lot of people think we live in in America. Freedom comes at a very high price. And you had the quote-unquote leader of the free world wearing a mask on a conference call with leaders around the world. Everyone laughing at him. It was a joke. Back to Cuomo. Don't forget about the nursing home scandal. How many people died after Cuomo forced nursing homes to accept coronavirus patients? Governor Cuomo has been accused of covering up thousands of nursing home deaths. Not to mention all of the sexual assault allegations that have come against him as well. And now he's leading the White House COVID calls? 
Is it because they gave him, what was it, an Emmy? I mean, literally, you guys, it's a clown world. And then the other update is that just after Biden's first 100 days in office, the Washington Post shuts down the presidential fact-checking database, which was started under former Trump. So there will be no more fact-checking for the president. Even if you didn't vote for Trump, I just want to know, are you seeing it now? Are you seeing what has been happening the whole time? If fact-checkers were here to give us the truth, why would there not always be a fact-checker on the president? Is he no longer held accountable, right, according to their rules? I mean, this is looking more like a dictatorship. He can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. We've seen over the last couple of weeks, Biden is trying to go around Congress and do all of these unconstitutional things, and yet the media doesn't care. Completely silent. On a brighter note, California Secretary of State's office verified yesterday they have enough signatures to trigger an election for the removal of Gavin Newsom as governor. Great news from California. California has been under terrible Democratic leadership for too long. They need some good conservative leadership, in my opinion. They need someone who is going to give them their freedom back, which they already have. But I believe a lot of California still is under lockdown. It makes me very sad for people that live there. I can't imagine still being under lockdown a year later when so much of the country is already open. It's very, very sad. I'm going to leave you with this tweet from Kyle Becker. He said, America, if the ruling class doesn't want you to breathe freely, eat a hamburger, drive a car, celebrate the 4th of July, excel in schools, stand for national anthem, mourn at a funeral, pray in a church, visit dying loved ones, or pursue American dream, we may have a problem. Thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of Liberty Before Lipstick. Don't forget to give this podcast a follow, a subscribe. Make sure to download this episode. You can also follow me on my other social media platforms on Instagram and YouTube at Amanda Ensing. Also, if you want to support my work, please head over to makemakeupgreatagain.com. And don't forget to share this podcast. Share this episode with someone who would love to hear it. Spread the message. Let's get the conversation going. Hope you guys have a great week and I'll catch you in my brand new episode this Thursday.